Hello and welcome to this week's Skeptical Reporter. My name is Miruna from the Skeptics in Romania podcast and I'm bringing you news on science and skepticism from around the world. We begin this edition of the Skeptical Reporter with an announcement. Barely a month after filmmaker James Cameron piloted a submersible to the bottom of the Mariana Trench, audiences can get an inside look at the historic expedition that sent a lone man to the deepest place on Earth. A half-hour special will air on Sunday, the 29th of April, on the National Geographic Channel, offering viewers a chance to hear Cameron's own account of his seven-hour journey to the seafloor and back. The man behind the blockbuster films The Abyss, Titanic and Avatar descended nearly 11 kilometers beneath the surface of the sea on the 26th of March. And now for some news for skeptics. Members of Growing in Grace International in Canada are having the number 666 tattooed on their bodies. The markings are a way of demonstrating their faith as true believers of José de Luis de Jesús, who they fervently believe is the second coming of Jesus Christ, before a day of reckoning they believe will wipe out most of humanity. The group, which they say has branches in five Canadian cities and members in more than 130 countries, believes that on June 30, or July the 1st across the international dateline, their Texas-based leader and his followers will be transformed, said Alex Poesi, the group's bishop in Canada. To spread the word, Growing in Grace put up billboards in Toronto this week featuring Mr. De Jesus. That day, the body of José de Luis de Jesus, who is a human like you and me, his flesh is going to be immortal. He's going to live forever. And that will happen to him, but also his followers. The group has come under fire and accused of being a cult. Questions have also been raised about the funds flowing from followers into Growing in Grace's coffers. The church had been paying $144,000 a year in alimony to De Jesus' first wife, considering it part of his salary, according to a 2007 article in the Fort Lauderdale Sun Sentinel. Also, donations from followers in Colombia went to a Colombian bank account in José Luis De Jesus' name, the Sun Sentinel reported. The words of a homophobic North Carolina preacher are reverberating around the internet following a sermon in which he advocated physically assaulting toddlers with limp wrists. Sean Harris, the senior pastor at Berean Baptist Church in Fayetteville, is a strong supporter of North Carolina's proposed anti-gay amendment 1. In Sunday's sermon, Harris claims parents who notice gender-variant behavior should punch their children. Girls are permitted to play sports in Harris's view, but they should also attempt to look pretty, according to him. The pastor made the comments while pushing his congregation to vote for North Carolina's Amendment 1, which would ban all recognized relationships that aren't heterosexual marriage. Harris now claims he was joking about advocating violence against children, according to the Fayetteville Observer. If I had to say it again, I would say it differently, no doubt, Harris has explained. Those weren't planned words, but what I do stand by is that the word of God makes it clear that effeminate behavior is ungodly. I'm not going to compromise on that. Approximately 130 people in Vietnam have been hospitalized after taking herbal remedies. The authorities have announced they will be taking immediate action. This is what the local press reported on the matter. Hanoi People's Committee has required the municipal health department and relevant authorities to strengthen inspection over private herbal medicine clinics in the city. The move was made after about 130 people, mostly children, were hospitalized for lead contamination caused by the CAM herbal medicine, a powder made from various types of herbal plants used for oral thrush treatment. The city's health sector will re-examine and crack down unlicensed clinics, especially those in communal markets. All herbal medicine powders will be seized and destroyed. Licensed clinics will also be fined if found violating regulations. 
Swiss newspaper Tages Anzeiger reports that a woman starved to death after embarking on a spiritual diet that required her to stop eating or drinking and live off sunlight alone. The Zurich newspaper reported that the unnamed Swiss woman in her 50s decided to follow the radical fast in 2010 after viewing an Austrian documentary about an Indian guru who claims to have lived this way for 70 years. According to the newspaper, there have been similar cases of self-starvation in Germany, Britain and Australia. The prosecutor's office in the Swiss canton Aargau confirmed that the woman died in January 2011 in the town of Wolfhalden in eastern Switzerland. Spokeswoman Jennifer Risi says prosecutors haven't opened a criminal investigation over the woman's death. And now let's look at some news in science. The biggest full moon of the year, a so-called supermoon, will take center stage when it rises this weekend and may interfere with the peak of an annual meteor shower created by the leftovers from Halley's Comet. The supermoon of 2012 is the biggest full moon of the year and will occur on Saturday, the 5th of May. At the same time, the annual Eta Aquarid meteor shower will be hitting its peak, NASA scientists say. Its light will wash out the fainter Eta Aquarid meteors, NASA meteor expert Bill Cook has explained. Still, Cook says there is a chance that the brightest fireballs from the meteor display will still be visible. A supermoon occurs when the moon hits its full phase at the same time it makes closest approach to Earth for the month, a lunar milestone known as perigee. Scientists also refer to the event as a perigee moon. Findings on the health effects of jogging have varied in different studies over the years with a long-running debate that began in the 1970s over whether it's good for you or not. A new, broad review finds a positive effect. Regular jogging increases life expectancy by 6.2 years for men and 5.6 years for women according to data from the ongoing Copenhagen City Heart Study. Researcher Peter Schnorr told delegates that the study's most recent analysis, which has yet to be published, shows that between one and two and a half hours of jogging per week at a slow-to-average pace delivers optimum benefits for longevity. The results of our research allow us to definitely answer the question of whether jogging is good for your health, says Schnorr, who is chief cardiologist of the Copenhagen City Heart Study. We can say with certainty that regular jogging increases longevity. The good news is that you don't actually need to do that much to reap the benefits, he adds. The National Institutes of Health should stop funding most studies of complementary and alternative medicine because they are not based on sound science, one proeminent researcher argues. Dr. Paul Offit, chief of the Division of Infectious Diseases at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, noted that one NIH group, the National Center for Complementary and Alternative Medicine, spent $750,000 on a study that found prayer does not hasten recovery from AIDS and $700,000 to find out that magnets do not treat migraine headaches. Headaches. There's no reason to believe that magnets would make your migraine headache better or that prayer would treat AIDS. I think it's money wasted, off it said. The center spent $1.6 billion since its inception in 1999, off it wrote in an opinion piece published today in the Journal of the American Medical Association. In many cases, studies have found that therapies work no better than placebos. Most complementary and alternative medicine borders on mysticism, Offit said, and unless there's a biological mechanism for how a therapy might work, the study should not be funded, he explained. Tomorrow's soldiers may get hands-free helmet displays and mobile computers to track friendly troop locations on the battlefield, but they still need to recharge the batteries. The U.S. Army wants to make charging similarly hands-free by putting cordless charging stations in every military vehicle, aircraft and base. 
the Army's first step toward turning the dream of wireless charging everywhere into reality would test a charging station inside an armored infantry carrier to trickle-charge soldiers' gadgets at a distance of two feet. Success on the battlefield could eventually lead to many more civilian charging stations for cell phones, tablets, and laptops on the home front. This technology will replace cables and standardize on one interface, potentially being able to adjust power settings to charge different types of batteries, according to the Army's solicitation for the Small Business Innovation Research Program. Eventually, it will be embedded in commercial electronic devices, eliminating the need for an adapter. And now in local news from Romania, we learned that Romanian students have won a gold and a silver medal at the European Union Science Olympiad. It is the third time that Romanian students have participated in the event. The Olympiad was held in Lithuania between the 21st and the 29th of April this year and 44 teams from 22 countries in the European Union participated. According to regulations, each country can sign up two teams of three students that are tested in biology, chemistry and physics, each experiment gathering points for the team. This was Miruna for The Skeptical Reporter. This show was recorded today, the 4th of May 2012. Thank you for listening.